0: Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose, and experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Ken Keyes. Well, this week we're going to do a little bit different because we're updating the Secrets of Success podcast in our format, and so we're going to have a couple of new segments this time, and I'm going to be doing a solo act with us, but uh, with you, but we're also really going to share some new things that are going on here at, at CRG as well as some information and opportunities for you to participate before we get in today's show. Today's show is really going to be around clarity as well as some strategies and principles and some controversial comments and conduct and content as well. So, what is new at CRG? You know, as president of CRG, and now I've owned the company uh, for, I can't even remember, 15, 16, 17 years. We always are uh, fortunate to have excellent team members, In two individuals who have joined the team recently is Megan in our sales department, and she's really taking care of selling our print shop, but also dealing with our joint venture partners and assistant to T around marketing, and so welcome Megan to the team, and if you have any kind of questions in that regard, she's going to help you. We also have Nancy who is working in our print shop. And so she also is a gifted graphics designer. So if you have some work or effort there, and she's also a photographer. So Nancy is helping us out there in the print shop. So welcome, Nancy, to the team, two individuals that we very much appreciate working with us. The other thing that's new at the company is we have really released, it's sort of in its final... Uh, stages, uh, two brand new tools. And one of them is called the manager's job style indicator. And that is where uh, several individuals up to five complete uh, the job style on a position where you put together your opinion or share your opinion of what are the style requirements of the position you're trying to fill. And two or three people will respond or five people will respond, and then the system collates that. and says here's Ken's response, here's Eleanor's response, here's Tim's response. And we find out as leaders, as people who are hiring other individuals, do we even have agreement on the nature of the work of of the person? And then what we do is we have created, and Adrian, our senior programmer, has put together and spent a lot of time putting together where we collate the personal style indicator and connect that to the job style indicator for a new report called the job style indicator or job style compatibility report. And so we compare the nature of the person to the nature of the position. And what we're trying to establish is the nature of the work really connected to your natural predisposition. And then if that is close to you, then we know that your energy level is sustainable. If there is a severe mismatch between the nature of the work and the nature of the person, then it's really impossible for people to maintain their engagement or sustain their engagement. So take a look at that. If you want to try out the job style compatibility and you're listening to this podcast, then reach out to Eleanor and we will give you a free trial on the job style compatibility report. It does mean you have to have somebody complete the personal style or sales style as well as completing a manager's job style indicator or just a job style. So that's some things that are new here at CRG. The show today. The show today is really about some controversy, one of the things that I do, and I encourage you, and I've mentioned this uh, on just about every show, is that we are all into continuous learning. And the fact is, is the research shows, is that continuous learning helps us not to have our brains degrade. It helps us to stay sharp. It helps us to stay with it, you know, as individuals get older. And all that is true for everybody listening to this is that if I stop learning, then I stop growing, and then all of a sudden things like memory loss, uh, competence, the ability to communicate, it, it degrades quickly. So if you, you know, you, if you don't use it, you lose it. And we've heard that many, many times. So there's some uh, controversy over when I was reading this week over a new book that came out. I won't even say what it is because I don't want to promote it. But they were really going through and said that, you know what, personality assessments have no impact on individuals. So this person was writing sort of me email says, listen, I am an INTJ or whatever, and I'm going to suggest is, yes, there are many assessments out there because of the nature of how they're designed, because of the nature of how they're put together, is they don't have impact because they're not practical. They are... Um, incoherent. They don't have the right information for us to practically apply. However, there was research done by TalentSmart, which is the opposite side, that said that only 2% of the population would actually realize their potential without the knowledge of their personal style. And so that's where CRG has always come from, is that personal style, our personal style indicator, our self-style indicator, or our learning style indicator, are simply tools to create awareness, and then through that awareness I can make intentional decisions. So this author went on to say, you know what, there's all kinds of situations where we don't want to play to our strengths. So they were also poo pooing, you know, the strengths finder and all the strengths movement. Well, there is really two sides to this coin. And the point being is yes. If we only play to our strengths, then we are hindering our success in life. However, if we're not playing to any of our strengths, we are hindering our success in life. Find me somebody, and in, in, now I've done over 3,000 presentations, 1,000 presentations with the personal style indicator. And you know what? There are all different styles represented in all different professions. Because personality assessments, or including the personal style indicator, do not measure interest, gifts, and talents. I've talked about this before. However, we do measure the energy that you have within each one of the four dimensions in our dimensions model. And if you are in a role or responsibility that is contrary to your natural predisposition, meaning we are born this way then there's no way that I can sustain that engagement. So the suggestion is is that these have no relevance or no application is 100% false. And so there are some people that poo-poo it, and through their own arrogance and through their own sort of self-centeredness or their own agenda is that they want to discredit that process. Now, I will say this. There are many tools out there that I would never have my – team or or do training with those individuals and with that information because they are inaccurate, because they try to pigeonhole people, because they try to trap people. And so there is some truth in the fact that some of these assessments really have no relevance, and that really has to do with their validity. It also has to do with their design, and some of these are very, very popular tools and we had a white paper that we put together, and the reason that the personal style indicator was initially created by Dr. Terry Anderson, in 19 started in 1979, 1980, so nearly 40 years ago, is deficiencies in the design issues that we had with many of the other popular tools, many of which are still popular today, and it's interesting how some of those would be defined and say, no, no, our tool's good, yet we have many experiences when people take the personal style indicator over uh, other tools such as MBTI or Disc or True Colors or Personality Dimensions, they say, oh, finally a tool that understands my diversity and my complexity. Now, just like any other report, and this is why I wanted to push back on what I had read, is that there are other habits there are other mannerisms, there are other strategies, there are other principles that are important for anybody to be successful, no matter what your style is. So I talk about that in the quest for purpose. I talked about character traits, uh, even beyond personal style, because these are important for being successful so it doesn't matter what style you are integrity is still important it doesn't matter what style you are discipline is still important it doesn't matter what style you are courage in not operating in fear is important so I just wanted to talk about a couple of habits that really are important in addition to style so anybody that says to you you know what style's not important it's not relevant well Any of you that have partners or are married, uh, and that person is different than you, uh, you're not going to be able to convince convince me or others that style isn't influencing relationships. That style is not affecting your credibility with others. That style is not sort of predetermining and influencing your expectations of others and what you like and what you prefer. I mean, this is so true. So, part of style knowledge is understanding self, and we make the statement is that either you're in control of your style, or your style is in control of you. So, in support of this other sort of contrarian, from that point of view, yes, your style, your strengths are not an excuse for your behavior. So that is true. Where we're talking about sometimes our strengths actually can become our greatest weakness if that's all we use. So I'm not in conflict with our own comments here, is that I need to play to my strengths, but I also need to know what those strengths bring and some of the adjustments that I'm not gonna use it as an excuse for my behavior. So an example is, in our dimensions, one of them is called affective-expressive, where these are creative, spontaneous, uh, they don't like routine, uh, individuals. However, one of their tendencies is to overpromise and underdeliver. deliver Well, their development opportunity here is to develop the discipline to not be overpromising and underdelivering, delivering to keep timelines, and also to help discipline and to set up a structure that helps them to stay focused. But it doesn't mean I'm not still playing to my strengths. I'm just recognizing the other side of that same coin. The same thing could be said of any of the other uh, four dimensions or the other three dimensions that we have. So, behavioral action, direct and focused and getting things done, but it doesn't mean that I have permission to be insensitive towards other individuals. Cognitive analysis, I'm detail-oriented, I have the ability to do analysis, I can do audits, but at the same time, does not mean that I am stuck In the perfection world, I have to shift into excellence. If I'm interpersonal harmony, one of the tendencies there is to play victim and blame other people, or let other people uh, control your life like a puppet. So actually, so I know my strengths. Interpersonal harmony individuals are great at serving others, at supporting others. But the reality is, is that I also, you need to still own your space you need to demonstrate courage. That is more difficult for that dimension, naturally, than other ones. So, even though we say we, you need to play to your strengths, by understanding that, we also know the other side of the coin and say, how do I stand for myself and have assertiveness? So, you know, when when we think about success in life, I just want to talk about a couple of things that are important for us to be successful. And there's all kind of research that bears this out. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in one of the shows, and that is clarity breeds productivity. You know, if you don't know where you're going, if you're not clear about your dreams, if you're not clear about your goals, then how are you going to get there? And it's interesting because one of um, my friends recently asked me, Ken, so what what are your 10-year goals? And one of the things that I couldn't answer as clearly as I wanted to was where did I really, 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 really want to be 10 years from now. And so I don't really see myself retiring because in this industry, as long as you have your mind, you have the ability to contribute, to give, to support others. But I also saw, you know what, I had let my goals, which I've kind of moved through and we have a lot of successes in life, and we're very blessed that way and we're very fortunate and we're very thankful. But the other side was is I needed to keep that clarity. I needed to keep not moving the goalpost, but refining it because as time moves forward so does the erosion of that vision unless I'm keeping it updated. And so I'm now working on that and I'm teaching that right now because I need it so I'm speaking about it so you can think about it as well. The other side was, you know, what can I do to demonstrate courage? Life, you know, when we think about life, life has always has risks. And there's all kinds of um, sort of indications that a lot of times I would rather have the regret of making a decision and saying, you know what, maybe that wasn't the right one versus the regret of not choosing something, not having the courage to step out in faith, not having the courage to actually make the decision the reward ourselves. We're going through some pretty big decisions at CRG right now. I can't share them in this show, and once they uh, come clear, then I will share them with you so that you can be with us on our journey. But it's taking a lot of courage. It's taking a lot of stepping out there in uh, faith, in um, this space where this is, we're unfamiliar. And so sometimes you need to borrow courage from other people. You need to be encouraged. And that's where having friends, having a tribe, having a close group that you, that can encourage you, that you can step out. You know, I remember uh, an individual where I went to a seminar and he said, you know what, Ken, usually You want to step up and go as far as you can or even beyond the far as you can because 10 years from now, it's not going to look like a big deal. So many, many years ago, so we've been in our home now for almost 20 years. In fact, we're moving into 21 years. And at that time, my realtor, we we had a townhouse and we had a lot where we are going to build a new house. And it just became apparent with my travel where I was away so much and the location of the lot, after we looked at it a little bit closer and carefully, that really the, the lot and the location wasn't attuned to our lifestyle and with two little kids. It wasn't in the location that we really, really wanted to be. Now, why we bought it and uh, that decision is another story. But we had the lot for sale and the lot was sold. And then we had our townhouse. And we had put an offer on the house that we're in right now But the offer was subject to both properties selling. And at that time, real estate was not moving quickly as it is now, where you get multiple offers here in the city of Vancouver and you have bidding wars. That was not true whatsoever. So we got an offer on our townhouse, but it was several thousand dollars less than a reduced asking price already. And my realtor said to me, and I still remember the phone call, I was on my cell, yes, I was parked on the side of the road, and this is you know, 21 years ago, and he says, Ken, are you going to let $5,000 get in the way of getting this house of your dreams? He says, because 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it's not going to be even, you're not even going to, uh, it's not even be an issue. And it's interesting because it really motivated and suggested, okay, we'll accept the offer from the other couple, and then we will be able to uh, proceed with the purchase of this house. Here we are 20 years later, and our home just appraised for triple the price that we paid for it 20 years ago. Is the $5,000 even an issue now? Absolutely not, but I could have could have let the $5,000 get in the way and for a moment for a while it did because I'm going to stand my ground, I'm going to be principle oriented and I'm not going to let this person you know, take advantage of us in this marketplace and lowball me for my townhouse. But the reality was it was a legit it was a real offer. The place ended up selling to that couple and there were not a lot of people lining up to purchase. So we took the opportunity and because Of our realtor and he has one statement are you gonna let this $5,000 get in the way of your future so what is your $5,000 what is getting in the way of your decision how many times have you met individuals with that said you know what I should have made this decision years ago you know one of my relatives worked in a job for nearly 25 years Uh, he hated his job and just every you could just tell it he would go to work late and he i mean they didn't fire him i mean he was good at what he did but he was miserable now he's been in a new job uh, an area that he has a gifting in and i think it's 7 8 or 9 years maybe even longer uh, and he is just having a ball in fact he's working 6 and sometimes 7 days a week willfully i mean and and he's enjoying it And so part of the statement is, Is what took me so long? What took me so long to have the courage to step out and get out of this misery? And so my question for you today is where do you need to apply courage? Is there somewhere in your life that you've been wanting to do it and you have not stepped out? You have not uh, grabbed a hold of the opportunity. And if you don't make that decision now, what's going to change later on? All of you have heard the long-term stereotypical definition of insanity that, you know, continue to do the same things over and over and expect different results. You know, how are you going to change that condition set? You know, if you're miserable or if you want to have more enjoyment in life, maybe Maybe it's not even a decision to change something. Maybe it's a decision to change your attitude. And it is simply, as Dr. Carolyn Leaf says, every single person listening to this podcast has a choice. You have a choice to be positive. You have a choice to be negative. And I covered that in a previous podcast on mindset. And my encouragement is that you would go back and listen to it and all the research is clear. Every one of us, regardless of your personal style, regardless of your background, you have a choice. I have a choice right now to step out and courage, or I have this letting fear or doubt or self-doubt affect my choices. And the the reality is, is we're not getting younger we are all growing older together the other one is your time that's the one thing that is the equalizer for all of us your time is not expanding yes it can expand if you take care of yourself and you're healthy and you live to be 90 versus 80 or 100 versus 70 that is true but right now what's the opportunity for you to be successful What's the opportunity for you to move forward on that item that you have not been taking a stand on? So maybe, maybe it is something at work where you want to do a new role, new responsibility, and you haven't said anything to anybody. You know, we can't read your mind, or maybe it's a new uh, job that you want to start, but you are thinking about the security of this other job where you are miserable. Well, why would you want to keep doing that? Or maybe it's just a mindset shift. Not that long ago, I had an individual in my training program. Now, I've done 3,000 presentations, other keynotes, or full-day workshops all around the world over the last nearly 30 years. And very rarely do I have individuals who are prisoners in the program, but recently, I had an individual who was a prisoner and I have and I have to admit even though I've been in this industry and met thousands and thousands of people I was taken aback about how miserable this person was and how dedicated and how committed they were to their misery and I said you know what's it like to be in that body to be uh, so just um Awful. And, I, and, I, and I was thinking about it, and I said, you know, what kind of energy does that person? Who wants to be around that person? Who wants to be around that negative uh, individual? I said, oh, please. And so my encouragement is don't be one of those individuals. Uh, don't be miserable. And I'm not saying that uh, you walk out of your responsibilities. Uh, you know, many, many years ago, we went through a tough situation in our personal marriage. And, um, you know, both of us were really kind of struggling with animosity towards each other. But that, I didn't quit my commitment to my marriage, which I was solid. Divorce was not an option. But what I did do, what we both did, is that we made a commitment to change it. We made a commitment to improve it. And the interesting thing, you know, when you think about relationships and you think about people, there's only one person that you have 100% influence over. I mean, it's just one, and that's you, that's me. And it was, you know, there's all kinds of uh, relationship books out there is that if I'm a supervisor, yes, I can hold people accountable to certain behaviors, and if they don't really comply or fit into the team, then you need to make that decision and get that person off the team because they're polluting everybody. But in the end, when we think about personal relationships, I'm the only person who can make the shift. Trying to change your partner is absolutely the wrong thing to try to do. The only person that we can change is ourselves. The only person that can make the decision to have courage is yourself. Yes, you can encourage other people. You can help other people. But in the end, they're the ones who are going to make the decision to move forward or not. You might have helped them, you might have assisted them, such as all the work that we do around CRG. I've done some health coaching with individuals, but they still need to choose every single day what they eat and their wellness plan. And so we might have given them the strategies, but they still need to choose. So I encourage you, I don't know what it is, that you would get the courage, that it would be exciting, that you would look towards it, that you would get energy, from stepping out and stepping past those things that you've had there hindering you before. 70 to 80% of people dislike what they do from mildly irritated to loathe. There was research done that said that 70% of people thought that their leader was incompetent. And so as I've mentioned in different podcasts, what's gonna change? I just wanted to talk to you about an opportunity to join us at our upcoming three-day CRG certification. Now, a lot of people misunderstand what this experience is about. Is yes, we will cover our core 10, 11, or 12 assessments and how you might be able to use them in your business or you personally. But here's what really, really happens. Is that you are in it for those three days where you get to personally and professionally develop. So not only do we show you how these tools serve others, the tool serves you right in the middle of it. The other thing that we are doing, we have a special promotion just for October, and that is a two for one. And so if you pay for one seat, we're gonna let you bring your significant other, your partner, for free. And so we have not done this before. So we just want to encourage you that what a great opportunity. And we have limited seats. We have a small, intimate group. And one of the things that comes out of this session, if you're a leader, if you're somebody who's a counselor, if you're a trainer, if you're an HR, in this session we help you to be able to receive positive feedback. But we also help you to give feedback. And it isn't interesting. If we're in the business of helping in any form, We're always giving feedback to other individuals, but are we open to be able to receive it ourselves, both positive and growing, whatever the case might be? And so thank you for listening to that. We look forward to many of you joining us so that we can transform your life. And by the way, if you come to our session, and for whatever reason you are dissatisfied with the experience, We have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and you can read the details on that. And so, again, we want to make sure that you really, when you talk, we talked about risk today, is that what do you need to do to step out? You know, be able to mention this to your uh, boss, your partner, and to invest in yourself. And we look forward to many of you joining us at the next certification. You know, as always, I thank you for listening to the Secrets of Success podcast. And it's such a pleasure a delight to be able to serve many of you all around the world. You never know who's listening. You never know who's touched. And so if you like what we're doing, then I encourage you to share, to pass it on, to let other people know. And if you do have the time, I'm just very, very thankful if you can have – some positive comments that you could put into iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud and so I thank you for listening